From Welcome Villain Films, the studio that brought you the horror hit Malum, as well as Beaten to Death and Hunter Killer, comes their newest nightmare, Mind, Body, Spirit, now available on digital. Directed by Alex Haynes and Matthew Miranda, and produced by Dan Asma, Mind, Body, Spirit follows Anya, an aspiring yoga influencer, as she embarks on a ritual practice left behind by her estranged grandmother. What starts as a spiritual self-help guide quickly evolves into something much more sinister. As Anya becomes increasingly obsessed with the mysterious power of the practice, she unwittingly unleashes an otherworldly entity that begins to take control of her life and her videos. Now, Anya must race to unlock the truth before her descent into madness threatens to consume her mind, body, and spirit. During its festival tour, which stops at Chattanooga Film Festival and the Unnamed Footage Festival, Mind, Body, Spirit garnered praise from critics who call it a found footage version of Hereditary and a knockout found footage horror movie for the live stream era. Experience the first ever yoga-themed found footage horror film and don't miss the film viewers have called extremely frightening and upsetting. Available now on digital anywhere you rent or buy movies online, including Prime Video and Apple Plus. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Hey y'all! Welcome back to another episode of Girl That's Scary. It's your girl Cat Daddy. And Jazz the 40 Ounce Connoisseur. And this go-round, we're pulling up with a GTS review, but not of just one movie, but three. We are talking about Poltergeist 1, Poltergeist 2, and Poltergeist 3. So hold on to your hats. We're getting sucked into the TV. Yes. Um, and I would like to say Uh-oh. that. HBO Max did some bullshit, right? <laughs> they had all three Poltergeists on there, right, streaming. Now, granted, I had caught him because I, when I seen the Poltergeist, I watched it because it's a childhood favorite for me, and we, I have thoughts on that as well. But I, I watched all of them, but the you know the third one I hadn't seen at as much. I right. think I've seen the second one the most. Okay, out of the you know the series the franchise, uh, but I, they were all on there. Now, only two and three are on there and the first one is on Tubi yes so the first one is already long as a bitch so it's two hours long and then you add Tubi commercials so just letting you know that now thank goodness movie two and movie three are about an hour and a half about an hour and 35 it's not that long um but 
Yeah. I didn't really... Okay, confession hour. So, I just watched all these movies for real, for real, as an adult. I just saw two and three for this conversation for the first time. Yep. Wow. Yep. Whoa. And then movie one, I saw bits and pieces of it, but never saw the whole thing until this conversation. I'm here to let you know I missed nothing. Oh, my God. I missed absolutely nothing. Um, I'm reading these papers from 1980. I'm reading these papers from 1990. And I can see how the girls were shook. But also, I'm just like, y'all was shook. I, it's not, I don't know. I was y'all. I was y'all. I was shook. Bitch, I was fucked up. Also, I was like four watching these. Okay, I understand. And you know what? If we talk about practical effects, if it talks about regular like FX, like it was doing what it came to do at the time. It was like, oh my gosh. Um, I really feel like they tried to, so Steven Spielberg, Toby Hooper and other buddies tried to make me like really align with this American family in movie one. Um, and I was bobbing my head like Jay-Z. Like I didn't dislike them, but also like I felt like they was trying too hard. Like the mama smoke weed, and, you know, they just hanging out smoking up that jazzy stuff behind the door. And the kids is hanging out. And the other kid, the older kid, is, like, you know, doing stuff. And, you know, bad sh- shit is happening to them. Um, ooh, chow. I love the first movie. Um, Your face, you're like, ma'am, what? Yes. It was one of the first sets of nightmares I had. Oh, uh, okay. The person, there's a pe- face peeling scene. That was, oh, dream, yeah. I used to dream I was peeling my face off, okay. Uh, and I used to wake up so fucking stressed. I was like, ah, oh, 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 touching my no. face, like, oh god. I'm so- well, you still have a face. It's yes, pretty cool. It's here. It did not melt off Thank like Play Doh aggressively in a mirror, like that man. I oh man, but I love this movie so much. But again, I watched it as a child, and I think as a as an intro to horror, I think it's actually pretty decent, except the family. Because as a kid, it was easy for me to kind of align with the family because I yeah. wasn't involved in the politics or where they lived. or You know, I just was like, you know, four. Yeah. I, there's, there's people, there's a mom, a dad, there's a family, they're in trouble. And that's kind of just all. But as an adult, I'm like, you know, kind of fuck you guys. Um, yeah. But, Especially a movie, too. Child. I child but that's basically the premise of all these movies there's a family they accidentally stumbled upon some things you can put some air quotes on it if you like you can not put some air quotes on it if you like um and you know some otherworldly creatures or beings are out to beat their ass for yes. various reasons and that is the story of movie one two and three yes there are angry entities aiming in for a daughter who is clairvoyant. Yep. All right. So, you know, all right, let's let's hit the spoiler alert. Bah, 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 bah. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. We're okay. We're going to get into movie one. We're going to go in order. The remake, I saw, it's not. No. I didn't see no remakes. There was, I'm there not was, doing it. Okay, that's fine. I saw it. You so you don't have to. You already right. didn't really bang with this. You're not gonna bang with the fucking remake. Awesome. The remake they do. They do have one cool, cute little shadow effect that I was like, oh, that's nice. But then the rest of the movie is like, girl. Now I want everyone to know I'm not in here like the He Man Woman Haters Club, and this movie <laughs> just comes on. I'm just holding my nose like, oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> like that's not how I'm feeling at all. 
I just really like, number one, it's got Richard Lawson in it. So, <laughs> girl, you know, I'm kind of a key on the TV for that. So let's start there. Um, two paired with one, like, you know, it's, it's a story I can get jiggy with. Like, there's a family, they live in a house. Now, what I don't like is it's not necessarily like a burial ground, but it was a lot of bodies that it was a, not like an ancient burial ground. Well, was it? Well, yeah. not to get far ahead, but in movie one, it's, you know, their home was built on, um, the resting place of a lot of corpses, uh, unbeknownst to them, but also, I mean, you know, America. Yes, they ain't even. He, he you're gonna get to that point later. But first, you just spend a lot of time just getting to know the family. It's a fucking cul-de-sac. It's a suburb, suburb, suburb. Yes, it's a bunch of whites. Just, it's a white movie, very white, very American. When they start the movie playing out, playing that fucking America shit, I was like, oh, here we All right. fucking go. As a kid, I didn't have a problem. With the American flag. I thought it was cool. I thought it was fine. You were a kid. And I was like, this is, all right, whatever. It doesn't bother me. Now I'm like, y'all are zooming in. And we gotta listen to the, and the rap, bitch. This is too much. Get into that propaganda, baby. No, I was like, oh, this is a fucking lie. And this is also back when TV used to turn off. I know Mm -hmm. that some of y'all, you know, don't remember that, but TV used to just turn the fuck off. (laughs) And there was nothing but lines, blue screens, static. Mm -hmm. um, Ooh, waking up to that. Yes, but I used to get close to the TV and look at it because I'm a fucking weirdo. All right, here we go. But also, that's why this movie terrified the fuck out of me because I used to be the kid up against the screen where it's all gray and shit, and I'm like, oh, they're they're in here, they're they're here. You ain't gonna handle eyeballs, bitch. I mean, (laughs) whenever I see kids get really close to the TV like that, or especially whenever we're presented with like you know kids seeing things that aren't there, it makes me think of Candle Cove. Oh, God. Um, and that whole story, it's really fucking scary to me. Yes, um, that story scary. Yeah, I was really concerned because the little girl's like, oh, wh- what's going on? Yeah. Okay. And all I'm thinking is, so does her family not see this? And then when it's happening relatively close to the other family members, I'm like, so y'all just think this is a joke? Like, wh- what's happening? I So I can see how that can be scary to people, right? Because that's the thing that happens. It's a, it's a, just, you know, it's not disturbing, but it's a little jarring to wake up. All you hear is shh. Mm. If you let your TV on and you fell asleep that way, it doesn't, you know, it's not the best thing to wake up from, from a deep sleep. It's kind of eerie. It's dark in your room. Lord knows what the fuck is going on. Maybe the shadows is making, you know, that t-shirt and that jacket in the corner look like it's got some legs. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but that's what's happening. And, you know, it's... It's, uh, it's it's a lot happening in this movie, y'all. I just was like, girl, I'm trying. Not, I'm, tr- I'm trying. Girl, I'm trying. I'm trying. Because they really wanted me to care about this family. And I'm honestly, I did not care about the family. I was more excited to see Richard Lawson. Um, and that's not because it was a bad story. You know, it was 82. You know, building up, boosting up them suburban families, playing off of that fear. You know, it's a thing that was really going for the girls at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, little girl got sucked into the TV. I've seen scarier things. Also, like, paranormal type things. You got to give me a little bit more for me to be shook. I do understand why people were shook in the 80s. Now, I will say there are some scenes where there's, like, a bunch of raw, like, skeleton, ghostly, like, ghastly creatures popping up. Okay, love that. The scene with the uh, fucking corpses in the pool in the background. Whoa, my God. Love that. Now, whether or not the corpses are real or not real, I know that's been a thing that's been debated for a long time. 
Um, if you've seen Shudder's, uh, was that Cursed Films documentary, they kind of mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit more. They talk about a lot of the things that were following the movie. And unfortunately, you know, with one of the, a couple people meeting their untimely demise, um, especially the little girl, what's her name? Um, ooh, girl, I forgot her Heather name. O'Rourke. Heather O'Rourke. Um, you know, rest in peace to her. You know, it's just... It's just, you know, it's it's a thing, girl. It's a thing. Um, and this movie is crazy. I guess. I guess. I You know, your feelings like... Because I'm trying to find lots of nice things to say about it. And I know this is a movie that people really go up for. Um, and it did people. not move me like it moved the rest of the girls. Again, I know why. Because I saw it as a kid. I feel like if I would have watched this solely as an adult, I would have been like, wow, this is fucking mid. Yeah. And I did not. I But saw there it. were adults that thought this was not mid in 82. But also, were they living in a suburb? I don't know, girl. Maybe their lifestyle was reflected there. You know, they were shook. I don't know. I, the guilt jumping out. So I understand why you would be scared. Child, well, let's get into it. We are following pretty much um, the Freeling family. That is a cool ass name, not even mm-hmm. gonna hold you. But uh, we got Craig T. Nelson is Steve Freeling. Uh, Dominique Dunn is Dana Freeling, who we, we don't really. She, she kind of like disappears a lot. I feel like. Listen, disappears in this movie and disappears altogether from the family in the second Because Dana is not the mom. Diane is the mom. Right. Uh, which is Joe Beth Williams, Heather Warwick, Dana's Caroline. like the sister. Mm-hmm. The older sister, yeah. who literally you see her for a few scenes. Like I'm like, girl, where the fuck did you did you disappear in the thin air? Yes. Um, and we have Zelda Rubenstein's Tangina, the one who's like, this house is clean. Such a cute little voice. I love her. Um, and then Oliver Robbins is Robbie Freeling. So you got the Freelings. They're in here. They're in the suburb. Um, and Steve sells houses. Like he's a um, realtor, I believe, because he's the one selling houses in the neighborhood. And these are there's these little cookie cutter houses. Pretty much, if you, it reminds me of Fallout. Like when they have a Fallout Four, they had a little thing. You see all the houses in the cul de sac, and they look almost exactly the yes. same. Yes. Now you got to expand on your houses. Yeah, a few things are you know shifted a little bit, but they all have this cookie cutter house, and they're just selling them, and the company's doing good, and. Because, you know, he's just making his money. They're living their regular, you know, m- middle-class white life. Yep. And the mom's a stay-at-home mom. Diane is just at home. White clean- yes, Cleaning stuff up. They're hanging out and shit. But Carol Ann is clairvoyant. So at a point, she's like close to the TV real late at night. Mm. And then the TV going... <laughs> nope. <laughs> It was doing a lot. And she was like, what? Let me lean What'd in. What'd you say? Huh? And bam. And it, it, pretty much she talked to the ghost. She put her hand up. Hand is there. She's like, oh, it's somebody on the other side, baby. Mm. Okay. Now that was scary as hell to me. Because what if? Because you don't know what's in them big back ass TVs. It, it was so much that could have been in there. And the fact that that's happening in the little technology, but lots of technology for that time that went into and existed in that device. Hell no. I am dead. Well, either way, now at this point, she didn't get taken at this point or anything, but at this point, she's, you know, we we established that there is something else on the other side present in this home. Yep. And things are moving around. The poltergeist shifting up the chairs and making them stand on the table. And then there's spots in the house like, ooh, we could just slide across the floor. And at first, Diana's like, oh my God, this is kind of cool because she's fucking bored as a housewife. And I'm like, okay, but... 
this is not cool. What what I would be calling the military right now. Please use my house. Use my house as a test subject and let me move to another one. Thank you. They yeah. would pay the good money for to study that shit. Please. Well, you know they was they wasn't trying to do that at first. Yeah, I mean y'all smoked pot to be cute. That me, I guess, girl. But I don't care. You were reading a Reagan book, bitch. I'm not really. Oh yeah. You're very. Republican I told you dude. they really wanted you to align with this family. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were trying to look at this happy family. They're doing stuff. Look at them smoking weed at night when the kids are asleep. Don't look at that Reagan book. But look at them doing this other stuff. They want you to be like, oh, okay, well, look at this family. Girl, I don't give a fuck about this family. I honestly don't give a fuck about this little girl. I don't give a fuck about none of these people except Richard Lawson. I care about Carol Ann. I, and I mean... I did care about Carol I want Carol Ann. I want them to stop putting the pressure on my girl Carol Ann. Not the little actress that played her, but I want them to stop putting the pressure on her because even when we get to movie three, like they, the, the parents just... <laughs> bitch that's all I gotta say Child. because I'm literally just like how do I and I know the parents feel like how do what because when you get to movie three the way they got the shit set up it's like does her parents really want to bang with her full time or not like mm, I mean well th- the third one she's with her auntie and them oh I know she's visiting but I feel like she's supposed to go back home like I don't, I don't know. think she's supposed to go back home I, I, I don't think so she said she, no because everything I read was more so like, oh, I was sent to live with you. Well. Right, exactly. Um, but, you know, this family is trying to do everything that they can in their power to rid their home of this being that just, you know, is slowly showing its ass. It's moving a little plates here. It's making a chair squiggle there. It's got dolls doing shit. It's all kinds of stuff. Um, There's some scares in here. Absolutely. Um, So at first, they're just like dealing with the shit and they all deal with it and they finally get to like a supernatural team that's like, oh, Mm -hmm. we can help you. I like that they actually believe them because we see often like, you know, sometimes we see people who are like, yeah, I'm really into it, but they're still a little skeptic. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that everyone was, for the most part, was pretty much on board with supporting this family. Um, So that was cool to see. Yeah. They they got into like oh no it's these ghosts are real and the ghosts didn't like you know how people come in your house and the ghosts want to pretend like being all timid no nah, don't act like you Chanel bitch she was just out here to show your whole ass well that ghost was real active and continued to show their whole ass they wanted you to know yes I'm here yes I'm moving oh I moved this thing to the other side of the room in yes. front of your face yes it's real no you didn't make it up. Yes, and there are portals in this motherfucking house because they used to do this baseball trick. And I don't know what's in the other side, but it's real gelatin. Like, it's real. I'm like, ew, what is that? This, this, this is really gross. You go in on one side, regular clean, you come out covered in jello. And I'm like, um, I know it stinks. It has to smell. It, mm, it definitely did. And I was just like, you know, mm, I don't. It's giving placenta. The, uh, not giving placenta. It's Please. giving uterine lining. You know what I thought of? Oh, baby boy, we're Tyrese's Oh, my position. God, please. Mm. That big ass man. <laughs> I bet you that was his idea. I bet you it was. I bet you it was. Um, <laughs> so we get to the end of this movie, and we thinking, there's a part in the movie where you, you and the family think, that's it. The pressure has been lifted off their necks. The kids go to sleep. Um, what's the girl name? 
the girl, uh, what Dana the or Carol Ann. What's her name? Which one? The little girl? No, 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 no. What's the lady that be doing the stuff? Tangina. Yeah, so Tangina's like, it's clean. It's lit. Okay, cool. They go to sleep. All you heard was a thud. The little boy Robbie look up. What the fuck going on? Bitch, the doll baby that came to life. I was like, you know what? Robbie is fed up. He's tired of shit. He honestly, I feel like little Robbie don't want Carol Ann to get stuck in the other place. But he also be like, bitch, please. You got to get up out of here. Bruh, no, that clown was beating his ass. I also feel like, I don't know if it's this movie or the second movie. I feel like it's this movie. But, where it's the braces kid, Jane. That's the second movie. Never mind. Okay, we'll get there later. But, um, you know, that clown was beating his ass. That tree was beating his ass. He cannot sleep calm to save no. his life. Okay? And Dana has been like, I'm staying at my friend's house, bitch. I can't deal. Y'all got poster guys in here, bitch. And I'm not trying to be a part of this. I don't, I don't like that. I don't Girl. like what y'all doing. That bitch, you see her get hollered at by some construction workers one time. Girl. That construction worker really went inside her house and ate, like, ate the soup and shit. I would have beat his ass. I was really concerned about that. I There was the line when they were talk, um, they being Diane was talking to Dana about, um, hey, you know, we're not staying at the house tonight. We're going to go stay at this mm-hmm. hotel off of whatever, whatever. And she's like, yeah, I remember that spot. I said, oh. <laughs> ah, bitch. First of all, y'all got me cracking the fuck up. I like how you put these slick ass lines in here. But also I'm concerned because how old is this young lady? Um I don't Is she an adult yet? Like what's going on? I'm I'm a little I'm a little confer- uh, concerned. Um so basically the family decides we about to get the entire fuck. And while they're deciding they're gonna get the entire fuck, the house is like, bitch, I'm about to take this property and all this shit back. So it's basically getting sucked up and vortexed into itself. The family outside, the whole block sees this shit because girl, the dad is out here doing other stuff. He's trying to, you know, figure some stuff out. The house is going, it's going crazy. Yes. And he's literally talking to his boss like, bitch, you move the headstones, but you didn't move the body. Now, I really like that the boss was the um the guy from Return of the Living Dead, who um his name is gonna come to me real soon. Who was with uh what's his name? Damn, damn, damn. Did he own the medical store or did he own the um other the dude? the the morgue? Oh, the morgue worker dude. Gonna I go see his face, but I can't think of his name. Because I'm going to tell you... James Karen, who played Frank. Okay. So James Karen was the boss. And, um, you know, he's sitting here with the IE ass face because he's seeing this shit going off on the block. All the neighbors are scared. This is crazy. Um, And we're left with this family, basically, for the most part, for now, escaping the bullshit. But did they? No. Because here comes movie two. And now movie one, they're like, they're here. And there's a line in movie two when they're like... They're back. And I'm like, oh, oh no. Yes. Um, y'all ignore me. I'm clumsy, but that's okay. We still here. That's fine. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and before we dive into movie two, let's go ahead and, um, pay some bills with commercials and then we'll just, uh, we'll get back into the shit. Yeah. Coming soon to dread ditched. Desperate to escape an overturned ambulance, a group of paramedics are trapped with violent prisoners. The group quickly discover that they are the victims of an ambush, with the perpetrators hunting them down one by one. Ditched will be available on demand and digital everywhere on January 18th. Pre-order on iTunes now. 
All right, and we are back, and let's get in the movie, too. Um, so, oh, I forgot to put years on things. So, the first Poltergeist came out in 1982. Um, we talked about the movie being a 7.3 out of 10 for IMDb and 87% for Rotten Tomato. How did you feel about the ratings for, okay. Well, okay, the way I turned around. <laughs> um, okay, so, <laughs> when I was a kid, I was easily given this movie a 9. Okay. Out of 10. I fucking loved it. Scared the shit out of me. And having a scary thing in your house was scary. Yes. It was one of the first like haunted house kind of things yes. I watched. Um, as a grown up, I just do not align with the family that much. Um, I do like the scares, but I feel like they're not as scary to me as an adult as they were okay, as a kid. Okay, that's fair. Um, they were really hidden when I was a kid. And I was like, you know, some of the shit's still scary. Some of the shit still holds up. Mm-hmm. The puppetry and SFX still good. But I think this is more so teenager, like a, a intro horror movie, you know, kind of for a younger crowd. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I see it. And I, I can see adults liking it. But I just don't like, like it as much now that I've I think it's older. a good movie for people who uh, want to watch something spooky but not be scared. I mean, I, well, I don't think this is scary. So not like, oh, I'm scared. But like, oh, like, oh, okay, it was a little creepy. Like, oh, Ooga Booga Monster. Like, yeah, that's what it's scary. 6.5. That's exactly what I was at. Wow. We're on the same page. I was thinking of 6.5 um, because I was fucking bored. I felt like you could have told the same story. Um, in not two hours. I know that Steven Spielberg slash Toby Hooper was really trying to do their thing. You know, they was trying to cut it up. You know, Toby Hooper just fresh off making the other movies he just made. Fucking text the Chainsaw Massacre, then comes back and makes this. Um, what a transition. But, you know, in terms <laughs> of direction. Directing, excuse me. And then you tag team with Steven Spielberg. Whoa. And I know, like, them coming together and they stay in each other. Um, and that's, to my knowledge, from things that I like trying to do that. Um, but, you know... To my knowledge, like, when Toby Hooper's live, like, they've had, like, a lot of different, like, dialogues that's on record about how they, like, you know, really fuck with each other's work. And that's tight. Um, Like I said, I can see how it went out for its time. Um, It didn't really appeal to me. Um, I know that you said that you kind of found yourself really gravitating more towards movie one, movie two than movie one. Yeah. Um, I actually found movie two to be a little bit more um, interesting in terms of story-wise for me. Um, one thing that stood out that I did not like was the use of the um, magical indigenous person. Oh, hey, um, I was like, I know for I know fucking well someone did not approve this mess. Um, what's going on? Uh, I just was not a fan of it. I really, really, really want them to stop doing that. Um, I don't think that every indigenous person we meet, and that because I don't want to say this, like they're not magical because just the way that they're being portrayed, kind of like the yeah. magical Negro, it's a trope. I hate it. I do think that we're all magical in our own right, and we all have our own, you know, inside magic, but not the way it's being portrayed here. Um, I needed to stop, and you know they was beating us upside the head with it in the eighties, and I just they were everything was on a Native American burial ground, <laughs> which is what happens with movie two, which is nineteen eighty six. Yep, and Poltergeist on, two, the yep, other side. Yep, it's on um, HBO, HBO Max. Max. Now this one I watched more than the first one. I, I I when I say I had this motherfucker on VHS, and I was putting that motherfucker in, I tore that tape up. Yep. Okay, I was watching this shit all the whole that priest. 
God is in his holy temple. His face was sunken in and scary and weird and uncomfortable. It was something I'd see on Are You Afraid of the Dark. Very effective. I I I was kind of like, oh my god, that brother go come get me. He go come get me. He's and it's gonna start raining and things are gonna look all weird and shit. And he's gonna be like, why don't you come with me? Yeah, and no. He's smile. And it's stranger danger. List stranger danger. Mm-mm. Um, but the Freelings, their house got swallowed up. So they now they meet my house. They had Dana on my house. And, you know, they just out here living out, you know, the country a little bit, you know, way yonder. But it's still a nice house. They not, like, you know, destitute. They, they all yeah, right. Yeah, they cool. Yeah. And her house not crowded because it's just her. Yep. Anyway, so, you know, they're out here hanging out. They were shopping, and that's where the priest first pulled up. He oh, my god, following her. And you know how... You, I don't know if y'all have ever been lost as a small child. I've been lost, like, maybe once. One, but not, like, lost for a long time. Oh, um, no. I was lost for like maybe three minutes or so. I've okay. never been like, or maybe five. Never like, oh, I've been got lost, had to go to lost and found. Oh, wow. That kind yeah, of no. thing. No. My mom would definitely found me within five minutes. Like, where you at? <laughs> uh-uh. But also, it was to hold my hand. Yeah, you got to keep, because, you know, this is around a lot. Also, one thing that stood out to me in this movie is, you know, it's around a time where kids are going missing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really kicking it up in America. Um, so it was really, really heavy on the where's the kid. The kid wanders off. She thinking the mama left. The mama was really in the store the whole time. Um, and it happened so fast. So keep your hands on your children, please. Keep your eyes and hands in their sights so you, or in your sight so you can find them because they will vanish. Yeah, they will slide off. They get distracted, start walking towards something, and they'll, they just look around. I've seen it literally in live action at a, at the fair. I'm infamous for finding a lost child, taking them to the lost and found booth, and being like, "What's your mama name?" Okay, get give it to the little shout out booth. Yeah. Um, Belinda, come get your son. He up in Girl, the front at the lost and found. That has booth. to be so terrifying. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, so anyways, when she, um, Diana recovers Carol Ann, cause mm-hmm. Diana, Carol Ann, and Robbie are out. We don't know where the hell Donna is at, or Dana. I named the girl Donna. We don't, Dan, they don't even mention the girl for real like that. She just, she vanished off, off screen. Maybe she went to college. I don't know. We don't know. So right now they went from having three kids to two, and the saga continues. Um, they scoop her up, they go back home. Small little weird stuff starts happening. Not nothing crazy, just small stuff. Um, you know, they're still very much um, in denial, but not in denial about what's going on. Um, the daddy, Steve Freeling, he's just really showing his white ass in this movie. Getting drunk. Um, you know, and not just dealing with the alcoholism, because that's one thing, but... The way he's talking to... Oh, the way he's talking to fucking Taylor, the indigenous man who's trying to help them. And it's just just the privilege. It's just, it goes back to a lot of what everybody's saying about movie one. I just, I cannot align with this family. I can't. And even every time I try to like, you know, oh, okay, you show your ass. The privilege jumped out and I'm pissed. Yeah. That should have, I was like, mm, this is really smelly. Yes, it is. Um, Giving real right wing right now. Yeah. Or I got, uh, then he really does do, no, I got black friends because he really does do, well, you know, I know a couple people. I paid attention to little, uh, what is it, wounded knee. I did this, that, and that, and I'm like, please, please. No. I read up on um, Native American heritage. I'm just like, please, okay. God. You are not please. an expert in my culture, love. 
Please, please stop. You read a book. Who wrote this? We know who wrote this. I know who wrote this. But I just be like, bro, please, please, just please. You know, just shout out to the just everybody else that's in here doing their thing in the movie. But also, please, please. So um, we learn that the entity is showing itself as this guy named Kane. And his mm-hmm. name is Reverend Henry Kane, who tried to lead a group of people um, to salvation. Or so he has said. He's like a zealot. Uh, a really bad, like, zealot. And um, he, you know, they basically died in a tomb um, underneath where their house, the original home that vanished in an Up and Smoke tour. Um, they, it was a tomb that existed underneath the, the dead bodies that are, it was endless corpses down there. Um, and when they got down there, there's a point in the movie where you can actually see the mummified corpses. They're all like down there and you can see that they're reaching to try to get out. Mm. Um, so which is really sad. Diana had that moment. She was like, girl, it's really sad. You know, they're dying, still listening to him. Um, let's rewind back to being at the grandma's house. Um, and you know, we eventually come up with the grandma passing really quickly. Um, that happened as soon as the movie started. But Grandma kept talking about not only Curl Ann um, being clairvoyant, but also, you know, it's heavily hinted that Diane also um, has some abilities who she's been trying to repress for a long time. Um, And she starts, I guess, acknowledging them in some way, shape, or fashion when she's having, after the Grandma passes, Grandma calls up um, Carol Ann on on um, on the toy rotary phone, and she's having a conversation with her. So that shows that, hey, you know, we're still here, that, you know, Carol Ann, there are still people on the other side who are able to contact her. So that automatically, nothing bad has happened for real, for real yet, but that sets the stage. The ghost can still ring up the celly. Shut They're up. still here. They're still on the fucking line. Um, so they're dealing with the passing. Diane's dealing with the passing of her mom. She's mourning. Um, she's reminiscing on old times when, you know, mom was trying to, like, in- encourage her to be herself and just be her best self. So you see her, you know, a family that kind of, you know, they dealt with a lot. So, you know, usually when they're talking to Carol Ann, it's usually some sort of like, Carol Ann! Or, you know, like, not really super nasty to her, but, you know, they've been dealing with a lot of peril when it comes to her. So the mom is, like, encouraging Carol Ann to, like, you know, just be her best self and da-da-da, trying to take on some of those same things that her mom um, did for her. So that was a nice scene that I liked. Yeah, the bonded parental bonding. Yeah. Because, you know, they defeated the last ghost with the power Grandma of Jess, love. that's her name. Yes, the, the last ghost got defeated with the power of love. And you know, they try to push on that power of love, too. Again, we're holding hands. We're going to save each other. Yeah, let's be together. It was just, they have some cute family moments. But again, girl, y'all are... Hey, we went from there here to there back. Um, and they are back for real. Kane, who, like they I said, people. is actually them demons. He's the devil. And Not he's out devil, here. Devil. You know, he partnered with the devil. He the devil homeboy. He be linking up. They out here getting demonology. Um, his peoples is down here. And they cutting the fuck up. They are really got they foot. They have the foot on the neck of this family. They are not letting the fuck up. The family is at their wit's end. He possesses the daddy. He's basically playing on his um, insecurities of not feeling like he's man enough for the family and able to provide and able to like get these demons up out of here. It's just such like, I see what you're trying to do, but I'm rolling my eyes. I'm like, okay, I'm still trying to push through. Uh, eventually, the scene when the dad, when Steve eventually gets possessed by um, Kane, 
Um, I thought that was really gross. Uh, there was a trigger warning um, for some sexual assault. Um, it's definitely some assault there. It's not like, you know, we're seeing penetration and other things, but there's a lot of times where you know it's being yelled out and it is not being obliged. Yeah. Um, that scene scared the fuck out of me because I just, first of all, that's where I was a young warthog also watching this and I didn't understand mm. why he was drinking a drink with a worm in it. I didn't understand why he oh. would do that. I thought it was stupid. I understand that, you know, sometimes the tequila drinks we have in the worm and he drank the worm down and a worm, he had to spit that bitch back. Uh, it came into, it It turned, it possessed him, but it turned into like this fucking thing yeah. with legs and it was gross and creepy. That was, big ass half body. Yes, I was like, oh my God, look at that. That shit looked like fucking mud, man. It kind of looked like Psycho Gourmet a little bit. It does. Just a spidget. Um, Okay, let's talk about my man, Robbie. He's going through it. He's trying to get experimental. You know, he's in the bathroom. He's thinking about playing in the shaving cream and the razor. He's doing some shit he ain't supposed to do. He's supposed to be coming downstairs to the dinner table. <laughs> and in fact, he upstairs worried about cutting his fucking face up. So I thought that the movie was going to give us like a, a typical type thing. Maybe he goes to wreck, cut himself, some bullshit happens mm-hmm. or like the previous movie, we see the nigga face melt yeah. off. Maybe they're going to give Game us that. I like that they did not do what I thought they were going to do. Um, and in fact, them ghosts said, hold my purse and made his braces, wires go brazy. He looked like a ball of messed up fucking paper clips it was just a, a cacophony of wire, aluminum, and chaos. And the dad comes upstairs because, of course, the family's downstairs. They hear, like, small pleas for help. And they're like, what the fuck? Go upstairs. Oh! Like, it's just, it's so much. He's in a web of foil. Bruh. Them, them wires was beating his ass. Oh, they locked God. the doors on him or everything. My goodness. It was just... Then also, they're trying to explain, they're going to have money troubles because the insurance is not covering it because how do you explain my house just disappeared in the thin air? And it did. You go to the property it's, and the shit is gone. It's literally not there. Now, the street looks crazy. There's a block full of people that can back up the claim. The ones that still live there because it looks like a lot of people dipped after that. It's it. real dusty out there. The, the, the uh, fucking, what is it? The desert started taking shit back. It's just, it's not, it's not giving home, home, home sweet home. No. It's not very warm and welcoming at all. No. But at this point, we got to get our help from Taylor because he's like, look, I got to teach you how to fight y'all. We got to be together. You got to be strong for your family, which I'm like, again, I don't like you being as a sidekick who's here to support. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that at all. The whole movie, he's that. And then they do this whole, like, do we trust him? Do we not trust him? When Kane comes up. And I literally wrote, Kane is walking around with that clan talk. That's what he's doing. When he walks up to that family at first, it's like, are you sure you want to trust Taylor? And all his magic. And I said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Ah, Bitch. And that was the sentence. Just me paused in. I just, I didn't like the way it was looking. And then, of course, you know, you can see how he's starting to get that. This is a little bit, we, we, this is me going back a bit, where they're on the porch with the dad and in the doorway and he sends the family inside. And you can see the influence is starting to come over before he actually takes them over. I just don't like the way that the verbiage is, you know, I don't like the way the words are aligning. Listen, I, um, I didn't like that either. That was really weird. Um, I did not appreciate it. Um, but after all this happens and, you know, 
They don't take care of land this time. This time they're just trying to fend themselves off against this priest trying to beat their ass and blow stuff up. Like beat their well, ass through the car. Yes, yes, and yes. Oh, smart Caroline because she was hiding in the car. She was like, I got to get out of here, bro. But, Not again. Child, but when well, they, they said they was back, baby. And they, they made sure they knew because when they went, they being the family, went underneath their previous home down in the hole yes. to try to figure out what was going on because, you know, Tangina has told Taylor that they mm-hmm. recognize, back in the, this is me going back, that they realized that, um, yes, that is the heart of the problem, but it's way deeper than that. It's levels to this shit. Yeah. I also don't like how they keep trying to sprinkle a little Tangina on everything. I'm like, let me just have her come up here. Just, just say this. Use her, you know, ooh, ah, she's got to she use her powers. Cute. She is cute. Um, Using her powers and da-da-da. So very shout out to her for being helpful. Um, But, you know... The family goes down there and immediately, like I said, after they see all these mummified corpses kind of reaching mm-hmm. out and this is their, the way that they die, just just <laughs> reaching out to this man, um, Diana and Carol Jean whoo, immediately swooped up and moved into another dimension. And I am like, girl. What? Girl. Really immediately. Steve runs off. He somehow knows because he's listening to Chance. And of course, they really, really, really have to play up by Dog Taylor tapping into his ancestors, using his ancestors to help the white man. And I was like, this is not believable. This isn't believable. But okay, I guess I'll suspend my disbelief today. Um, and, you know, they eventually rescue um, Diane and Carol Ann. And when they come back, you know, there's like a whole drawn out scene. There's a lot of ghosts and spirits dancing and swirling around their bodies. They have like the big goopy shit on them like they were just in Ghostbusters 2. And it's just like, it's a lot, man. That goop really still sends me to hell. It's It just looks like jam, but like Ew. old strawberry jam. So I don't Smelly. really know. It's like feet. Yeah, it's just not, it's just not giving what it's supposed to give. Um, but that's essentially how the movie ends. Like you think that things are great. You think things are all right, girl. I don't know. We don't know where the oldest sister is. She has moved on. Like, she just straight up disappeared. I'm like, what do we even have her here for? I, she was a day player. She literally was just she an quit. extra body. Now, oh, <laughs> hey, I'm not even upset with her because, you know, the table started moving in. Girl, I, I, I'm out. I am out. Um, So, ratings for this movie, um, it was a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. And then it was a 20% on Rotten Tomato. Um, Okay, what did you think? Okay, so let's start here. I, and I know I'm about to get some booze and hisses. All right, let's rock. Here we go. My hot take is I like the second movie more than the first movie. Okay. And it's because Kane is scarier to me. He's just very scary to me. Okay. The song scared me. I watched it a lot as a kid. It fucked me up. The braces fucked me up. Like, and I am mean, I guess as a kid, you know, all those plot holes didn't really matter. Oh, yeah, you know. Um, but now they do matter, but I still, I, it was still shorter. Okay. I was just into it. I was just into it. I liked it. You know, the second one. Uh, now, it's not great either. Right. But a 20 is pretty fucking low. So do you feel like it deserves a 6, like, or 6.5 like you gave the first movie? Or are you like, maybe it's like a 6... My eyes are squinty. What are you I'm, feeling? I'm like, I don't know if it's a seven, but oh. I feel like it's maybe like a 6.7 or 6.8. Wowzers. I like it. Okay. I, I like it, but it's like, it has its problems, but I just enjoy it. 
Okay. I would give this movie uh, a five and a half, six. Okay. Um, you like it less. I like it. it. I mean, yeah, less, but, but more about the same. I think the, the, the points are coming off for the magical indigenous person. Mm. Um, I'm sick and tired of seeing that shit. And I know they really played this up around this time in history. Um, so that's a shame there. Um, but in terms of story-wise, I also like this story better than the first one. In terms of length of total length and time of the film, this one was more appealing to me than the first one. The first one was like fucking two hours. You don't need to tell the story in two hours. An hour 45, an hour 30 is will suffice. Like, I'm okay. Um, but yeah, I just really, you know, I honestly feel like they should have stopped this movie after, this franchise after this movie. Yes. Um, because with the third one, goddamn, like, you don't even get the parents no more. Carol Ann, and the third one came out in, oh, the first one, well, the second was, you have a different director, too. Like, it's directed by Brian Gibson. Um, so we get a, a whole nother different director in Poltergeist 3, which came out in 1988, which means the movie's about 33 years now, 33 years old. Um, directed by Gary Sherman. This one's an hour and 38 minutes long, and you can find this on HBO Max. Um, Carol Ann is no longer, she's basically moved to the Windy City. She is out in Chicago, um, and she's spending time with her, um, aunt and uncle, Bruce and Patricia Gardner, aunt Pat and uncle Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a Donna Gardner. So that's why I got Diane Donna. It's a lot of D names. Um, but basically she is the bonus daughter in this family and aunt Pat, you the whole, the whole shaboop of this movie is, you know, Carol Ann's out here. You know, her parents have sent her out to live out there to go to this special school. So she has, like, you know, this therapist and all this other stuff. Now, this is somehow morphed into the therapist not, you know, believing a fucking thing she's saying, making it seem like she's, like, doing, like, mass hysteria. There's a scene where, you know, you actually see that he sees that the, the ghost is, like, throwing shit and breaking shit up. And he's like, yeah, she made me believe that. Like, that's crazy. No, like, no. No, she didn't. We all watched the same shit. You saw the glass break. You saw it was a ghost arm throwing that bitch in the mirror. You don't want to believe that it's a ghost, but it's a fucking ghost, bitch. It's spooky in here, all right? It's haunted like a motherfucker, all right? Everything she's doing, there's go- like, there's ghosts around here. She's not making this up. No. That baby is crying like, he's in here, please. No. Oh, he's right there. Please, I want help. And it's like, whatever. And it's Kane. That, that man is back. He's been traumatizing her ass for two movies now. Um, well, a movie and a half because he back in this one. And honestly, Carol Ann, I, this poor child, she has been getting traumatized by ghosts and demons and otherworldly creatures for three movies straight. She needs a break to the point that her parents have dropped her off at the aunt and uncle house. And they asked the fact that the, 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 the it's honestly the elephant in the room. Like, you're mm-hmm. thinking it as the viewer. Like, where's the other, you know, her parents? And then even the aunt and uncle have a point where they're just like, you know, well, Pat, there's this whole, well, does Pat love her? Does Pat not love her? Pat don't really bang with the girl. She's trying to figure out, you know, why the parents sent their ass here too. How the hell she end up with all this um, responsibility? This not even her niece for real. Like, she just sitting up here cutting up. No, seriously, she cut the fuck up. And you know what? Poor Carol Ann, she's feeling that too. You know, you got the step, um, the bonus, what is the bonus cousin who's like, girl, this not even my aunt anyways. Like, she's sitting yes. up here just cutting the fuck up. It's just, it's a, it's a time. Because they let you know, where I, I'm wearing my marriage tuxedo. Well, I got it last year. So you know that marriage fresh. Child. And you know that bitch not a year old. So you know that's not her mother. Now, I do like how they try to explore blended families. 
um, in this movie. I don't like how it came out, of course, but I do like that they tried to tackle that on because in the previous movies, we have like the power of family, the power of togetherness. And in, essentially in this movie, that's not the same presentation. That's what's happening. Like, you know, Carol Ann is not with her normal, to us, her normal family members we're used to seeing. The sister fucking dropped off in movie two. The brother and the mama and daddy, and they gone. They done went on and lived a whole another life. So now she got to deal with um with 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 bonus family members, and yeah. that's not bonus, but like these is not normal people. So of course the relationship is gonna be different. It's gonna be easier for Kane to come all up in here and shake this shit up because yeah. it's not the normal people. Tangi is sitting out drinking juice and stuff at brunch, realizing oh shit he got her. Like oh, no, no, we gotta save her. We gotta save Carol Ann, please. It's just it's this was a movie. It was a movie, and um, I don't hate it. Okay. I didn't hate it. I don't think the score on Rotten Tomatoes is fair. It's a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I don't know about 17%. But it, it's like a five. I would give it like four and a half, five. And, but, but a five where I could maybe watch it again at some point. Maybe later, far down. Like, I wouldn't like, oh, I got to put this on every couple of years. I can go another decade. Yeah. I can go another yeah. decade. Uh, the second one I'm going to watch before a decade. Um, the first one, I don't know. I think I've 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 ran it out because I watched it so much as a kid. I think Fair. I'm done. I, it, it, I'm all right because I don't like that family and I don't think they Fair. would like me. So oh, if I no. moved in next door, they would fucking. They, they definitely would. are voting for Trump, bro. That's a mega family, Bruh, I mm, very mega strong. family. Um, now one thing in the end of the third movie, you know, the tables have turned. Shit is hitting the fan. We basically have Pat, you know, crying out like, I do love you to ghost, not ghost, baby ghost, Carol Ann. Um, I do love you, you know, and the ghost, not ghost, but maybe ghost was like, you know, possessed. Hey, you don't love me. My parents don't love me. You know, they sent me out here, blah, blah, blah. You don't even bang with us for real. So once again, the power of love and self-realization and pushing through and, you know, not 100% being like, fuck them kids. Like, you gotta, you know, get them kids together. Unless you want your sister to beat your ass or somebody's brother. I don't know how you're really related to these people, but unless you want your kinfolk to come whoop your ass because the daughter gone again. Listen, like the girl, she's like, I'm not coming out here. I don't trust you guys. Fuck you, bro. And I mean, I get it. But also, you about to trust Kane. You know he ain't good. Now, this time, instead of a soup, super goop, it's a bunch of ice. Everything cold. Okay, um, freeze. The whole building cold. And I'm like, okay. You know, playing on, like what they say, would ghosts get into a certain spot, get like that cold spot. You know, also it's Chicago. So maybe they're playing on that too. You know, hiding in the ice. People trying to figure out, well, it's warm outside. Why is cold in here? I just, we all could have did without this movie. I know they were trying to milk this franchise for everything that they got, but we could have stopped the movie too. It yeah. did not need a trilogy. It did not need a trilogy. And that's why there were no four. They do have a remake. And mm, I wonder if there are a lot of other people that go up with all of these movies. I know that there's a huge following after the first one. And honestly, I feel like a lot of that is built in nostalgia. Fight me. That's my hot take. I will agree with you because I told you I think I like the first one because I watched it all the time as mm-hmm. a fucking kid. So that is why... I bang with it because I feel like it wouldn't score that way if I would have just watched it as the first time. As a I don't think so either. I mean, but you know, I know someone's listening is like, I, no, this is my favorite. And trust me, I want to know 
what you liked about that movie, you know you can email us. I mean, this is not us closing it out, but truly, you know you can email us, grltspod at gmail.com. Um, or you can hit us up on our Instagram or Twitter machine at Girl That's Scary because I need to know what about these movies makes y'all go up. Like, I, you know, I don't like it because for whatever reason I don't like it. That doesn't mean that it's not a shit movie, you know, but... I do want to chop it up with people that really like this is their shit. This is in their top five. Because um, I, I just really want to know why. Again, I've told you some people probably align with the family. Like, or they lived in a neighborhood like that. Them little cul-de-sacs. They probably were playing mm. baseball and riding their bikes and doing shit. A lot of people lived, you know, lived like that. Yeah. That's why I really gave it... It looks like E.T. a little bit with the neighborhood setting instead of Alien. It does. It's like, it's like this could be on the next block over or something. like. Okay. You know. In the same universe. Yeah. I mean, Steven Spielberg's got his hand in it. So he wrote it, so it could take place in the same space and time. You we'll, know. we'll do that. Hey, man. I'll expand my disbelief for that. But I just, you know, it's very family. Very PG-13. I mean, so out of all the movies that we know of the trope of here's a family, they're going through a thing or they're living a happy life and then some old bullshit. Um, in terms of like, you know, something that took place before the 90s, I definitely see how this would be up on someone's board of faves. Um, of all time, I've definitely seen movies that presented this same trope and it was done better. Uh, but I do recognize the... Um, you know, the trailblazer type moments and other things that this movie did to make, you know, make way and make space for those other movies to come. So I, I want to say I do recognize that as well. Yeah. Um, I I still, again, because nostalgia glasses, I still, enjoy, <laughs> I still enjoy these movies, the first two. But again, I feel like the first one is really like, mm, where they drive in who the family are. And I'm like, I kind of don't care who y'all are no more because I don't know if I like y'all like that. Hey. Um, but... I did really enjoy the little puppeteering monsters and the yeah, that was fun. scares mm-hmm. and the face peeling and the braces and the telephones and the they're here. There's a lot of elements and scares that I really, really, really enjoyed. The people, not so much. They spent a little too much time on this family that Ugh. I could never align with. Yep. Um, but I still like that. And that third movie is just like, girl. Why? I, why? It's back. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, the first two, I still kind of rock with. Okay. Now, I don't know about how high I put it up on the list because there's a lot of other uh, family moves in and I'm going to be more inclined to watch that over. Yeah. The Poltergeist. I, there's just so many options of a family moves into a house and it's fucked up. That is like oh, how many haunted house stories? All of them. Yeah. So it's. I could really take... And I'm ready. I could take my time elsewhere instead of watching the Poltergeist. Plus, I this know what's going to happen. I've seen it so many times. So many times. I mean, show it to, like, you know... You know who this would be a you good do. movie for? Yep. Yep. If you're trying to figure out, hey, what's a non-scary but scary but not really scary movie I can watch with my kids to kind of ease them into horror, I would give you Poltergeist. They might feel like, girl, what the hell is this? But also, like, you know, it's a good one. Put it on in the background. I also think it's a family-friendly one that you could just, you know, go ahead and make some mac and cheese. And then your family's just watching in the background. They may or may not be paying attention. They might be fucking Yahtzee. Who knows? Mac and cheese. Yep. That is sending me. Okay. Um, Definitely, you could do it as a date movie. Easy. Easy. Don't put this on if you're on a date with me. Thank goodness my partner will never do this to me. Because oh, okay. Don't, well, don't fucking do that. All right. I think there's worse movies, but you know. <laughs> all right. Worst movie y'all. God damn.
damn. <laughs> you like, fuck. Two hours long for uh, what? Fuck this. Oh Where's the other? Where's Clown? Put Clown on again. No, well, now, wait a minute. Clown is a good date movie. Clown is a good family movie. And I'm a die Clown. Clown is a wonderful family movie. The end. Yep. I'm not going to argue. The, y'all with can't you. see the face she's giving me, but I am here. I'm not arguing. With I'm, you. Here. I'm, gonna, I'm here. I'm going to let you have that. Yes. Because, um, whoa. Family friendly. Whoa. That's right. And it's teaching life lessons. Like what? Don't put the clown suit on. You know what? That's it. We're going to cover clown at some point. <laughs> because that movie is so much. And I want everyone to watch it. I had a good time. It was a good time. It was a good time. Um, but we're about to bid you all adieu. Um, <laughs> we truly appreciate y'all, every single one of you, for listening. Happy motherfucking New Year. Um, shout out to you for being here. Um, shout out to those who have transitioned. Um, shout out to our Patreon supporters. Um, shout out to people who have just even pulled up on our Patreon for even that free content. We appreciate every single read, 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 read. actually read because yes. there's things out there to read, um, retweet, um, like favorite, subscribe, all those jazzy things telling everyone we love that. Thank you so much. Yes. We appreciate we new shit coming. Wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It got crazy. Okay. It did, but that's all right. Yeah. Um, but thank y'all for y'all support and shit. Woohoo! Um, and as always, you know, rate five stars to five star chicks. Five star chicks, 20 motherfucking two. Deuce, deuce, nigga. 20 to 22. 2022! Yes. I mean, and at this point, I think you can um, rate on Spotify. You, know? you can rate on Bottle. You know what? I'm done. I yep. can't talk. All anymore. right. It's yes, you can rate us on Spotify. Spotify, not Bottle <laughs> All right. Well. You can rate Ooh, us. shit. Um, and shout out to the people who've done so already. And, until- and there's questionnaires and stuff on Spotify, too. Because yeah. fun stuff. You know yeah. That. But until next time, guys. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.